and welcome to Hot Talk Cast. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Suite, the 2020 and 2021 best chatbot for hotels in the world by Hotel Tech Awards and the world leader conversational booking solution for hotels, chains, and resorts. My name is Paula. I'm the content coordinator at Ask Suite, and I'll be the host today. So today's episode is about training and high quality service, uh, how they are connect. And we will discuss uh, guest expectations, uh, the importance of well-trained staff, key points hotels should cover in terms of quality of service, what is quality of service, I guess, and much more. And to help me in this quest, I have here with me uh, Shauna Usher, hospitality expert, coach, CEO and founder at Jana Usher Hospitality. Uh, for those who don't know, Jana Usher Hospitality is a premium global training and coaching provider specializing in serving the hospitality industry. Uh, it was founded on the principle that hospitality is about providing at all times outstanding guest service and cultivating a healthy, product, productive and warm work environment for its staff and managers. I love that. That's why I wanted to say Shana. So hello, Shana. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Paula. It's so nice to be here. I'm I'm actually wonderful. I'm getting over a little a little bug that I just caught for the last few days. Nothing dramatic, um, but I'm getting over that. But I'm I'm amazing. I'm so, so, so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. And nice to hear that you were recovering well, too, from this uh, Bug, and thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, I know it, it is uh, time. I think it's the most precious thing we have. So every time a guest gives us the time, I, I feel very thankful. So uh, Shana, we've spoken a few times before. And so I know a little bit about your career journey and your expertise, but could you please introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about you, your company, what, what you do? Sure. So my name is Jana Asher. My company's name is Jana Divine Hospitality. Uh, a lot of people get that confused, but um, Jana Asher is my married name, but Divine is my hospitality um, and business name. And I like to keep those separate just because I like to be my own independent person when it comes to business. <laughs> okay. So um, then, sorry. So then uh, I said wrong, then maybe the name of the company. Did I? Uh, yeah, but a, a, a lot of people are getting that still confused because, oh, you know, okay. when I started, my company was called ZD Hospitality, and then I changed that too. So it's totally fine. You will find me. Either way, you okay. will find me. If you punch in this name or that name, I will come up somewhere. Okay, but <laughs> I, I like the thought behind it. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was born and raised in Germany. Um, I was actually born into a true hospitality family. My dad, he used to be a well-known chef in Berlin uh, for many years. And my mom, she ran a uh, housekeeping team as a manager of a fairly medium-sized hotel also in Berlin. And obviously, you know, when I grew up, I was either at the hotel with my mom or I was at the restaurant with my dad. And you know, the, the multitasking and the, you know, different languages and the different cultures and the food and the wines and the fast paced um, was something that really always came natural to me. And um, that's really when I started to develop my own drive of wanting to become something someday on my own mm -hmm. in the world of hospitality. And um, yeah, so what I focus on uh, with my myself and my business is that I am driving sales uh, for business owners through my trainings. 
So um, I am very focused on educating and training hospitality staff and their managers on really the proper execution on proper service at the guest. And because I'm from Europe and because I have all my education in Germany and Switzerland, I, of course, have the European touch. And I, of course, go by that knowledge because I don't know anything else. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and I like to call it that I teach, uh, you know, a, a staff the European way, but really it's the hospitality standard way that if you go and travel, the things I'm teaching, you will find anywhere, wordly. And um, it's, it's driven really by two things, well, actually by three. It's the three big R's, which is, um, you know, a revenue, return, and retention. And uh, we, we like to focus on making money for everybody, of course, but we want to also focus on the, the, the execution and when it comes to the guest to receive the most amazing service that they can get. Mm -hmm. And that's, in a nutshell, basically what, what I do. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, well, already just just let me comment here. I love when I have guests that they are born and raised in the hospitality industry. There are not so many yeah. that I, I met, to be quite honest. So every time I, I find someone like you, I always get, uh, I don't know, almost emotional or inspired. I don't know how to say it, but I think mm. it's it's so cool. Uh, it was not my case because I was not at all with the involved in the hospitality industry. That was much later in my life. So I don't know. I love to hear mm -hmm. that stories that it's uh, almost a, a family traditional yeah. or something like but, that. But, but you know, p passion comes from within, yeah? And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it was given to you when you were little, you know, put in your crib or if you developed it when you were growing up. I feel like the passion that people like you and, and, and other people have for hospitality, that, that's really what, what this whole thing is about. And um, it is a bit easier if you grow up in this environment because little little things you already see there and yeah. it, you kind of adapt quicker. But, you know, if people want to learn and if people have the drive like you, we can get anywhere together. And the more we, we work together with even people not from the industry, uh, things become bigger and better and more amazing and more brains working together because you might see something that I don't see or I miss and vice yeah. versa. So, so, so it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's amazing. I love yeah, it. I agree with you. I think it, it, of course I get, I, I, I get always fascinated because it's not, uh, not familiar to me. It's not my story. So I always, you know, yeah. I get this, but I, I agree with you. I think of course people that are not born and raised in the hospitality industry, they, they can bring a different perspective that when sometimes <laughs> you are in the situation, you get a little bit blind. So right. yeah, for sure, it makes sense. And I love what you said about uh, having this European touch, but it, that it, in reality it's international touch. Because I, yes. I I think you will talk a little bit more, more in details, the training and all that. But it, mm -hmm. I can guess as as a customer, uh, I don't I don't actually work in the restaurants or uh, directly with anymore directly with uh, guest services. But I, I guess have some, some, at least some things there are international uh, standard, I'm guessing. So it, it's quite sure. interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to hear uh, what you have to say. Uh, so yeah, so let's get to the point. We already talked, you already talking about delivering uh, outstanding services. And, and this is, of, of course, crucial. And nowadays, Shauna, 
we I hear all the time when I talk to other professionals how high are the expectations, guest expectations, customers' expectations, everybody's expectation about everything. So uh, I would like to hear your opinion about this uh, guest expectations uh, in terms of are they higher really? Do you, do you consider since you have this uh, experience, do you see that they are more and more demanding in a way, or in what they do? Ex what are they expecting? If if you can say, uh, I don't think you have a formula, but anyway, what are your thoughts about this uh, uh, guest expectations? Oh, it's a fantastic question. Um, you know, so my personal thought is, I don't feel that the guests have higher expectation. I don't feel that at all. I don't. I didn't feel that prior COVID, now or after or before. I never felt that. What I do feel now is is that the employees have higher expectations. Now that I do feel. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I want to touch base on why I don't feel the guest has to have higher expectation is because guests that are choosing to go to specific places with specific kind of standards and service, they already know what they will expect in return because it has been like this for years and years and years. This is why specific big brand hotels and chains have the name and have the stars and have the Michelin uh, you know, um, mm -hmm. degrees and have the people with the Michelin stars work for them is because they execute specific standards with specific rules at specific times to specific people with specific staff standards. And people that do not have standards and rules for their staff or their managers, it's a bit hard to, to finagle in because every human being, it doesn't matter if small or large, functions better in my personal opinion when we do have guidelines when we do have rules when we do understand what is really expected of us what we have to bring to the table in return to get what we are asking for and that's why the guests when they go to a specific brand hotel or a specific store hotel then their expectation is what this what it always is i pay a specific high amount of money and for that in return i don't want to be told i don't want to be say telling sorry i don't want to be saying my glass is empty i need more water i don't want to be saying i need new towels i don't want to be saying uh can you please give me a wake-up call i want you to offer those things to me mm -hmm. because this is standard in certain things I don't want to tell you, can you please bring up my luggage to my room? I want you to offer that to me. This is why I'm paying a higher price to receive specific attention. But the attention I'm trying to talk about is I want everybody to do that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a five star, four star, any star hotel. You don't have to be a Michelin star restaurant. You can just go out of your box and out of your thinking and go out of your way of your own personal job description way and just go the extra mile for your employer you work for and your employer should do the same for the staff and one two three we have something where both parties come closer to each other and create this amazing experience for the guest mm -hmm. yeah. so when i talk to people these days you know in the middle of COVID too i do understand staff much better than I ever understood them, that they want to get paid yeah. what they deserve to get paid for their time, being away from their family, from their dogs, from their kids, from their sick parents, from their spouse, from their dream. Mm -hmm. 
And when and when you have a good person like that, you need to compensate them in a proper way. And to be honest with you, this was one of the reasons I wanted to stop, along with one of the reasons I wanted to stop working for somebody. Because to be honest with you, when you put in 60, 70 hours per week and you have a specific amount of salary and you don't have weekends off and you don't have holidays off and you live for the world of hospitality, which I really did and I still do just in a different way today, mm -hmm. um, then you, you at least something, give something back to me that I can put in my bank account and buy me a nice home or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fine. know, have a beautiful vacation at the end of the year where I can regroup and recover or mm -hmm. give me a benefit that when my tooth hurts, I can go to the dentist or, yeah. you know, when something is going on that I can be fully with full energy and full everything coming back to you to give you again my full charge battery. So you see, it's a given and taken. And I think these days, owners and investors are really understanding that this is not only you paying me on time, but you also providing me something that others don't for me to even want to come to work for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because through this pandemic, everybody exploded. Everybody was like, I don't want to, I talked to people in corporate America for 20 something years and they made amazing money, Paula, amazing money. And they said, Jala, I couldn't do it anymore. What I wanted to do is I wanted to put on my backpack. I wanted to go to yeah. <laughs> Canada and just travel and just see nature and breathe in fresh air because I felt so pressured and claustrophobic all the time having to produce that there was so little time to live life. Yeah. Yeah, right. No. And so and, and I feel that's really what's happening right now, that staff is really coming out of the gate saying, hey, look, if you want me, I'm here with all of my experience, with all everything I have to offer. But this is really what I need in return. Mm -hmm. no, I totally agree. We, I've, I've just done, I think it was two days ago, um, a webinar with about recruitment, the crisis, the challenges. And I was mm -hmm. having a talk with um, a well-known uh, recruiter in the UK, uh, Thomas Finn. And we were talking about this specifically because, you know, hotels not, are really understaffed. Almost all of them. I yeah. was reading a status like 94% of hotels are understaffed. That's a lot because people don't want to go back anymore uh, to the right. industry. Uh, one reason it is about salary, like you say, of course. Uh, and and then because of the quality of life, because it's it, like you also mentioned, personally, I, I worked in hotel. Uh, I was uh, I got to the management uh, general manager role. So I was getting quite good money, but I didn't have a life. So I was like, right. no, I don't want even if they pay for me. And for many, I think, especially new new generations and all that, of course, money still plays a really key role and not not uh, sure. underestimating. But I think uh, you and you and you said too, it's the the quality of life. It's so hard because like one, it's mm. a, I used to have officially at least one day a week off only, and when yeah. your general manager you get higher in the in in the scale i don't know how to call it in the i don't know inside of the hotel and then you think okay i'm gonna get more advantage right because i'm getting up and up but it was kind of the opposite you i guess it was getting more money but i mm -hmm. i didn't have any any time for me because yeah. i was all the time trying to, to solve some something because hotels don't right. don't close so, mm -hmm. yeah, so I and totally then, you agree. know, I, I just would like to add something. Then the other part B of that is 
the environment at work Mm -hmm. itself, if that is an unhealthy, um, very competitive, very negative, and, 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 and just so... I don't even know the word. Um, negative is so so vague and it's so broad, but like competitive is a good word. Like it's it's fantastic to have competitive staff and really give them goals and have them really, mm-hmm. you know, like who has the most revenue is gonna get a beautiful bottle of wine, for instance. Wonderful. That's that's fantastic, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if the staff becomes competitive too much amongst each other because mm-hmm. maybe there's not enough tools to work with or the stations. I always talk restaurants, so, you know, the stations are too small or too big or this person always gets the better station or the tip system is horrible, you know, Um, you know, or the hostess is not trained enough to really work the floor and really be equally giving the tables and the hats away to the waiters. You know, there's so many little things that can create animosity in a team that, again, our upper management... Mm -hmm has to be in charge of calming it and and running it fairly and smoothly for everybody and having to have an understanding and some type of almost personal relationship with each of their staff members. And I'm not saying personal, let's go and have dinner every night and no, but personal to really understand like, this is a really strong waiter. I can push this person a little bit here, but this person I see really good glimpses. And if I give this person opportunity, I can make them better. And you have to be very maneuvering your staff, you know, and really help out in an environment, even for general managers. You see your upper management would be your owner, Mm -hmm. your investors. And if they are not there enough and involved enough and listening to what you're reporting, what you're needing, what is, you know, what we what we need more to make things better for us because we are the ones on the floor every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, if we don't have the proper tools, then yeah. we, we can't produce the way we normally maybe could if everything would be 100%. And mm-hmm. this is part B to what we are talking about. Yeah. It's imperative. Yeah. And I feel now really that is being... shooken up and everybody is starting to understand oh i'm not just supposed to pay my waiter and my waitress and my hostesses and give them their tips but there's so much more to make it really functioning you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i again agree with you i think unfortunately took this huge crisis for businesses to rethink uh the work environment and that it's much it is about money, but more than about money and right. create healthy. And I, I love that topic. And we're going to go there just uh, just in a second. I would just want to go back, uh, Shana, to the expectations, because I also agree with you when you say that uh, at some point that you say like, oh, it, it was always high, the expectations, because, you know, mm-hmm. restaurants and even hotels, they do have like one star, two star because of that, right? Because you have to to, yeah. to provide uh, higher and higher quality, then you get this uh, kind of award or recognition. Um, but what I hear, and then maybe it's a little bit more towards hotels, is that uh, guests, they they are more they are more demanding or have more high, high expectations because they don't compare hotels service with your hotel service with the other hotel service. They compare mm-hmm. the experience as a as a whole as with a whole. yeah yeah with different businesses. For example, uh, with I don't know what Netflix can give you in terms of personalization. You know, 
and and that's that make the 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 game even uh harder for some hotels i think because it's yeah. Uh, yeah it doesn't it's not just about just about the hotel or i don't know if in restaurants you see that too but um at least in hotels that happens and since our audience here shana uh we do have hospitality industry so i'm guessing a lot of different businesses are listening to but the majority are, ho are ho hotels and many hotels yeah. have restaurants inside of the hotel itself right and and, and yeah they operate together so um do you think in terms of expectations again I don't know, this is just from my head. I don't know if it makes sense, so you can totally say no. Uh, does it have any ex, uh, ex differences between I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to a restaurant inside of a hotel and I'm going to a restaurant that it's a res restaurant per se? Because um, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe it's me or maybe it's people that I know. When we go, uh, unless you're going to Four Seasons or something like that, but when we go to... Um, mid-sized hotel or something like that and having a restaurant mm -hmm. we are not really expecting that high quality you, you understand but if i go to but a restaurant not? then i will uh right. i don't well, know if but, it makes sense my question in return is why not yeah. why not have and this is exactly again when why training is so imperative these days is because mm -hmm. why should not every mid-sized hotel and no star hotel have fantastic fantastic attentive service you see it's really not so much always about the amenities that the surroundings and the hotel has to offer which is absolutely fantastic but even some brand name hotels in some states in america in some cities have awful amenities and they're brand name hotels and there's no amenities there's no concierge there's no you know no uh 24-hour room service there is no you know like there's certain things that certain hotels don't offer and my question is why not mm -hmm. you know and this is exactly where i'm saying it doesn't matter if you are a hotel or a restaurant if you offer and if you train your people to the fullest, being fully, fully, fully attentive to your guests and you train them to be absolutely sales oriented, your business will succeed because even if you offer like you're a restaurant and you offer homemade pasta, homemade sauces, olive oil, whatever you produce in, inside your house, candles, this, that, you have a gift shop in a hotel, you have a golf shop in your hotel or in your resort or your casino or whatever. You need to train your people to understand that those are all money-making tools for them. Because if I now as a waiter serve you, Paula, in my station, and I get to chit-chat with you, which I will because I'm a mating server and I make relation with you and I catch on with you, at one point I will find the opportunity to tell you about my surroundings. If I'm working in a hotel, I will tell you, did you know we have an amazing gift shop and you can buy la 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 la. I see you have a beautiful scarf. Oh, you know we have beautiful scarves in our gift shop. Or if I work in a casino, I will tell you, did you know we have a show this, this evening? Mm -hmm. This and this person is playing. So if I'm making more money for my environment, why should I not, as the waiter, be promoted and rewarded for that? And those are the systems that if everybody puts specific systems in their place, everybody gets rewarded and the guest feels that everybody that the guest is getting in contact with, they are so knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. I can ask the busboy, where's the nearest ATM around me? And the busboy will answer me. Yeah. 
but it's all about training. And really, it doesn't matter the expectation of you going in a mid-sized hotel in a okay restaurant or if you're going in a fancy dancy restaurant the expectation and the standard should be the same mm -hmm. it starts with your people it starts with their product knowledge it starts with their sales skills mm -hmm. if their sales skills suck yeah. you won't make any money as the owner and they will not make any money so the better and quicker they know how to sell at the table in the casino and the spa at the reception in the concierge in the gift shop in the room service in the everywhere mm -hmm. the more money they will make for themselves and the more money will create for the company that they work for mm -hmm. yeah no makes totally sense and then i think you're spot on and what we hear and i hear a lot it's because well it's because oh, it costs money to train but they don't um i think many of them don't realize how much you're losing if you don't train they don't you do don't, the math yes. they don't do the math quite well i think and i don't know at least in south america yeah. we don't uh now i'm saying not the big brands but independent hotels or smaller hotels they don't even they don't even have the, like the time or the knowledge to actually okay. give a, pre a training when you start. I, I remember mine, at least my previous uh, work and jobs at a hot different hotels. Uh, the, the training was basically two days and it's more about the system than it's it's about the service. It was about, mm -hmm. but that's a long, a long time ago. I and But that's still like yeah. that here, to be honest with you. You know, I still see that today here. Here it's maybe a week or two and really let's call it upscale restaurants or they call themselves upscale they give two weeks and you have to you know hit a specific test and get a specific mark on the test and yeah. a specific number otherwise you're not allowed on the floor and that's all amazing that's all beautiful but it's also about showing somebody really taking them walking them as the manager because you are responsible for them it's not susie that's been there for two years it's not peter who's been there since six months it's you it's the manager it's the owner to come in maybe not the owner because they have a bunch of other stuff to do but like your responsible manager you know it come in take the newbie on the hand in a sense have you ever done wine service before yeah. no i have not wonderful let me show you the next table we'll do it one two three four times together and then you're gonna do it on your own yeah. right how do you do decayed wine those are things nobody teaches that here because yeah. it's all just expected and then you make people upset that are paying a bunch of money for a nice red wine or a nice white wine and they're not knowing how to decant wine they not know how yeah. to pour the wine in a proper way and you you make yourself look funny and then you're not giving the guest the expectation and the and the dining yeah. experience that they're used to because listen whoever orders a nice bottle of wine they know what they're doing true true <laughs> you know true true and, yeah. And, and and those are the things that are imperative that, you know, you're not supposed to shadow somebody and then you know everything. But you if you've never been in a world of hospitality, which is absolutely okay, because if you have the drive and a personality, mm -hmm. you should be in it. But you need to be shown. Yeah. You need to be trained. You yeah. know, and so this is why it's important to give trainings and seminars and 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 kind of like help implement it too. At least that's how, how my philosophy i don't just give a seminar and leave i stay for a few days after and we implement it together and i stay like a temporary manager to help execute because learning is by doing not by 
telling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, I could I could go on and on in this uh, this topic. To right, be quite honest, it is it is for me it's quite interesting, and I think it's so underestimated training in whatever you Very. in whatever business actually. So uh, yeah, yeah it, it still surprised me. Like like you're saying. Uh, you okay? Let's do one, two, three times together. When I see some training, kind of like this, is like we do it once together, and then, and then you kind of have to. I don't know. I think the expectations of training are off. I don't know. It's a bit bit weird for me sometimes. Uh, but yeah, yeah. but we are talking. We're touching this point of training, and you already said sure. many key points uh, that hotel should cover. You, you talk about knowing uh, the hotel itself, so you know how to, you know. Uh, what to offer and how to do it naturally as well. So you touched many great, great tips already. And if we go to go back to why it's training important, we already cover, I think, a lot from the guest perspective. But let's focus a little again, because you you mentioned for the employee, because we are now. Mm -hmm. uh, oh well, the hospitality industry already had high turnover rates. And now, mm. now like we mentioned in the beginning of the this the show, it's hard to train to to hire people. So I'm guessing I'm guessing it can help uh, creating a like you you mentioned also a healthy environment for everybody. So if mm -hmm. you could just talk a little bit more about this perspective of the employee and training, because I do hear sometimes, Shana, I have to say that uh, some managers saying, I'm not going to do training. No one likes it. No one really, no one is committed to it. And I think that's just an ex excuse, but I would like to hear you. Yeah, I mean, it could be either or, yeah? Because uh, we always, so there's always two sides to anything. And we all know that. And yes, I do agree because I, when I've ran places, when I ran restaurants, I do agree that there is some staff, some, that is absolutely refusing to implement change. That is absolutely refusing to do anything different because they've been there either for years and years and years, or they, they're the best seller on the floor and they think they have their own rules and all of that, which listen, I'm fine to implement all of that. If you've been there since so many years, I'm not gonna take away your no normal days. I'm not gonna take away your specific things, but fundamentally, you're still gonna polish silverware you're still going to fold me napkins and you're still going to participate in specific things that the team is needing to participate. So when we say on busy days today, we're going to pull tips, we're going to pull tips. And it doesn't matter if you're here 10 days, 20 years, it doesn't matter because this is a team decision mm -hmm. and fundamentally owner management decision. That's it. But I also agree in return that managers are really tough sometimes saying exactly what you're saying. You know, they're not interested. They're not this because maybe they're not capable of being public speakers. True. Not knowing what to say, not knowing how to implement because they're not people, persons like that. They're, they're, they're fantastic when it comes to numbers and office and doing all of that and finagling and inventory. And they're amazing in that. But when it comes to working with the staff, they're a little bit yeah and and, and, sorry, and sorry and to train it's a completely specific skill you know train someone it's different than you know how to do it it is completely different right yeah right and so it could be a little bit of everything yeah. everybody has their little bit of truth in this mm -hmm. right but but i feel in general it's 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 um it's it's really about are you happy with your revenue every owner in this world 
who owns a restaurant or a hotel or a casino resort, food truck, I don't care, candle shop, it don't matter. Are you happy with your revenue that your people, if you have staff, are bringing to you? Yes or no? If yes, beautiful, go about it exactly, don't change nothing, go about it for the next 20 years. If there's a slight no in you, stop and ask yourself why. Is it because of you, the owner, the manager, mm -hmm. because you're not being attentive, because you're being not friendly, not respectful, not engaging, not encouraging enough? Because I don't want to come and work for you if you're always mean to me yeah. and you never praise what I'm saying and you always disregard if I'm the best seller on the floor and I never get a bottle of wine for free or it was my birthday and I can't even get a $10 Starbucks card. Why, why do I want to, yeah, you know, put yourself to give, you're giving the best of, uh, of you and then not, not getting any, any recognition is tough. Yeah. And recognition is big and respect is big mm -hmm. both ways. Same for staff. Don't underestimate how much this really costs for your owners and managers to provide tools, to provide training, to provide, because training to me, it's not that expensive to touch base on our previous point. To me, it's a one-time investment one time because if you implement what's being trained and you maintain yeah. you see the key is maintaining it's not you have to do it over and over no it's maintaining what's been implemented one time it's same like buying a house you don't clean one time and you never clean again no you maintain your cleaning once a week right and so that's how your house stays clean yeah. and you do the same here this training will fundamentally bring stuff back to you automatically Mm -hmm. Because your people are going to feel good in the environment, your staff is going to feel amazing, your 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 managers feel empowered, you know, mm -hmm. and it's and it's a it's a it's a give and take. You got to give a little to get, and vice versa. You know, if you getting, you have to give. I mean, it's a <laughs> yeah. It should you it know? should it should be obvious, <laughs> but it it is not. And you're talking about giving training one. I I I don't know. It's really coming up. Now I thought about that, so I have no idea. It's totally guessing here, but I think also this high, high rate of turnovers that you're changing the staff all the time. I don't mm -hmm. know. It could it could be also a factor that it's um, uh, it if you don't if you're not really good on training uh, the onboarding process. I think everything. Well, well, once know, one month, a month or two, it's it's all gone, right? Right. I mean, look, hospitality always been a big turnover. Yeah. Since, I mean, since I'm in it, yeah. listen, I'm, I'm in this industry since I'm 14 years old. My first job was at Burger King and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Cool. I was the girl cool. that cleaned the tables and took the trays and nice. made sure the tables are all clean. <laughs> and uh, since then, this is a while ago. Hospitality has always been a quick turnover. People mm -hmm. come, people go. People get pregnant, people move, people stop, people upgrade, people go, next position, bing, bang, boom. Always been like this. But the key with certain restaurants and hotels, why people stay the long term that they stay, is to me, security at the job and appreciation. Those two things. Because if you appreciate a person being here, 
for this long and they're bringing so much to the table and you're rewarding them with whatever you want to reward them. If you bake cookies, bring them a batch. If you make extra money, give them a $150 check. Whatever you think your reward system should be, if you do those things and you are appreciative and respectful to your staff and you try to work with your staff the best that you can. This, I mean, it's not Disneyland. This is a business. You cannot come to me every week and tell me, Jana, I want here off. I want there off. I don't want to yeah. work weekends. I know. No. But if you come to me in advance and you tell me, look, Jana, I have this and this going on, this and this. Okay, no problem. We make it work. We will try to make anything work for anybody that is there. But sometimes business is business mm -hmm. and let's go and do. And then we're going to have a good time. You know, and if those rules from both sides are being respected, mm -hmm. I feel we can stop turnover a lot. But we got to give something more other than I'm going to pay you minimum wage, but I expect you to give me 100 million percent. Yeah, yeah, totally agree, Shana. Uh, we're heading to the final of the, the show, unfortunately, of this episode. Uh, and I don't want to, 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 to say goodbye before having a final question that I think it could be good to your are gonna really try to have your best tips here uh in case a fb manager or a hotel manager in the case that you know sometimes at least here in south america we don't even have a fb manager depending on the on the size of the hotel it's the hotel manager that have to do everything so in case it's thinking about implementing okay listening to you now i'm i'm on board i i think it's a i should do that it could be a, a factor that it's why i'm not getting that much money. So I'm thinking about implementing a training in my hotel. So what do you think are the fundamental steps? Uh, if, if you have any, how, how can you help these uh, professionals? They're thinking about going to this course, but don't know, have no idea how to even start. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I think that the best way is definitely to to agree wanting to have better servers and servers and, and, and wait staff and hostesses and managers within our company. And, and once we all agree on that, then we just start, you know, I mean, standards is everybody should know where the fork, the knife and the spoon goes, where the, you know, the dessert spoon and the dessert fork yeah. goes. How do we properly place water glasses and wine glasses on the table? You know, how do we remove plates from what side? Left, right? How, when do we put drinks down? Left, right? Why? How do we remove plates? Five plates on your arm. Where does the food rest go? How do we place the, the knife and the fork while we are removing plates from the table? You know, we don't just take stuff and put it in a bin and carry the bin away, which I see a whole lot here. It's very unprofessional and it doesn't look nice at all. And it's not appealing to somebody that's eating a good meal to see all those food rests in a yeah. in a big bin. So there's ways of how we are going about learning and implementing standards for, for servers and service. And they're quickly implemented. They just need to be presented and shown and teached. And that's fairly quick. I mean, listen, it's 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 not it's not brain surgery to put down the cutlery and the glasses in a proper way and to learn a few standards about wine, red and wet wine and liquor and, you know, service in general. And from what side we greet them and to pull the chair for the ladies. Come on. It, you know, it's little things like that that will start a better service in your place. Attentiveness. It's It all starts with attentiveness and standards. Do you let your phone ring 10 times? and you ignore or do you teach your people listen this phone is imperative even if you have somebody in front of you you say can you please excuse me for one moment my phone is ringing i'll be right back with you 
hello, da 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 da. You see, it's there's certain things that standards and rules how to go about any situation in hospitality. Anything has a rule. Yeah. Anything. But I think it's lacking. Uh, what I see, it's uh, uh, some hotels at least lack of or even organization to put it like it maybe have someone yeah. that have the knowledge but they never put it like guidelines or playbook or whatever you want to call it manual whatever and then it's yeah then it's just get like a snowball you know like it's, but it yeah. starts right here paula yeah. it starts right here you see one waiter cannot do anything on his own even though he knows we need standards we need boundaries yeah. we need guidelines but what can this one person do True. So I'm 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 calling all the owners of hotels, all the power people that are in charge of investing and having hotels. Please go and just simply ask your guests. Just take a little turn inside your own hotel. Go to the pool. Go to the restaurant. Go room service. You deliver the food to your guests and ask them, "How would you rate my service today? Mm-hmm. My servers that served you breakfast, lunch, dinner." whatever, my bartenders, how was your cocktail today? And listen to what they're saying. Remember old school when the people filled out the, yeah. the surveys in the room? Remember yeah. how yeah. cool that was? But listen, through those papers, we found out this is how, I'm not going to name the company, but this is how a really huge company started to create standards. Mm-hmm. And you go in any of their hotels, the same standard is being executed. And no matter how tiny how not tiny, no matter if amenities, no matter if no amenities, the same standards are being executed. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And yeah, uh, like you're saying, it doesn't take that much like million dollar uh, thing. Not at all. Not at all. Not, not at all. I'm, I'm, for instance, I'm one person. I'm a one person show at this time. I do have one, two more people that work behind my scenes, but I, it's just me. Mm-hmm. Listen. I, I can help turn your people into money-making people. And there's other people that do the very same. I'm pretty sure not the way I do it, but, you know. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, this, this, isn't, this is not, I mean, no. This, this, this doesn't cost you anything close to a million. Not at all. Oh, my God. I wish. You I know, wish. But no, no, no. Yeah, and I think it's, totally, it's an investment. And like in, if, if, you, if you don't have the knowledge and you, you don't have to have the knowledge. And like we were talking before, Maybe you're not, a, you know, a public speaking person or a trainer or whatever. Right. Find find someone that it is and and help it, but don't let it just I don't know just keep going. It's it, it's don't just... miss opportunities. Yeah, don't exactly. miss opportunities. This is always what I tell people. You know, don't miss opportunities on the diamonds that you have in your team because trust me, diamonds like diamonds, and they're gonna find a better team mm-hmm. to shine. Because everybody that is a diamond can be polished to become one. But if you already are one, you have the right to shine on your floor mm-hmm. with no, you know, with no jealousy from your other team members, with no jealousy from anything, just because you are there to do what you want and need to do. This is why you got hired, right? Yeah. You're hiring me as a waiter to make money for you. So sure. then if I make money for you, don't let your other waiters hate on me because I'm making money for you. Yeah. Have my back, you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm just one example of so many, but- Makes sense. Just, you know, yeah. Make total sense. Shana, I just wanted to thank you so much for today. That was uh, uh, really amazing, really good tips and 
was so fast. Uh, I, so I thank you so much for, for chatting with us. Uh, before we say goodbye to our listeners, is there any any contact information you would like to give them? How can they best uh, reach out to you? Sure. So they can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Jana Asher. My first name is spelled with a Z. Uh, and Usher, and uh, you can also just go on my website, www.janadivinehospitality.com. Um, yeah, or you can just check me on YouTube. I have my own channel. Uh, you, you'll sure find me. Find me through Paula. You'll find me. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're going to certainly on the blog post. We always have a blog post about the podcast, and you're going to have, of course, your information there. So thank you so much again, Shana. Thank you. That's it for today, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. And be sure to follow Ask Sweet on Spotify. Uh, check out our website, asksweet.com, and learn more about the best hotel chatbot and how conversation booking solutions can help your team perform better and increase revenue. So thanks again, everybody, and stay tuned for more episodes. Bye-bye. <laughs>